Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Improvised Star Trek is an improvised parody of Star Trek, featuring the adventures of the crew of the USS Sisyphus, a slightly less enterprising starship. Listen to Improvised Star Trek at www.theimprovisedstartrek.com. That is theimprovisedstartrek.com. It's so good. It's so good. I don't even, I've never seen Star Trek and I've seen Improvised Star Trek live and recording a podcast before and laughed my ass off. It is so, so good. I have watched a lot of Star Trek and I feel the same way. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is is Friendship. (laughs) And the theme this week is rapid fire, quick questions, bang them up real fast. Let's do this. Just just roll them out like hot pockets. (laughs) Well, hot potatoes. We're going to make it rain answers. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. So we switched up our beginning and now I'm all bamboozled. You know, I was I was actually going to say to you, like, don't say anything. See, feel to say anything. But like, it honestly was just so fucking weird that I want to talk about Someone's it. Someone's got to notice. Yeah. yeah. They won't care. Maybe it's, they won't notice at all. And I think by the time they get to this end of the episode, they'll forget about it. So maybe Ian just cut all this. No, Ian, leave it in. Ian, who do you like more? <laughs> who do you like? <laughs> yeah, um, if you guys didn't know, Ian is our new audio engineer. Uh, we never had one until Ian. So saying new audio and engineer kind of sounds a little bit misleading because we never had an old one. It was just me. It was Trin. Which I don't count. Uh, so we're going to see. So if he cuts that beginning out, he likes Jen better. And if he leaves it, he likes me. I'm going to grease some, some of Ian's palms. Slide him a 20 under the table. Anyway, Trin, listen to this. What? I've had a headache since 9 a.m. That is a really fucking long time to have I a headache. I know. And, like, nothing is working. I've had water. I've had Tylenol. I've had Claritin. I stretched. I thought it might be a tension headache. And uh, he's not going away. And I've decided that my headache is named Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan, how dare you? How dare you? Jen has taken so many name brand medications. And now I'm drinking a beer, and it actually is kind of helping. I'll say that. Oh, fair enough. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's really sad that, like, the only way to get rid of Paul Ryan is to drink him away. Oh, God, yeah. I've been tweeting salty things at Paul Ryan <laughs> for days now. Will you now. read us some? Yeah, I will read you some. Let me pull up the tweets that I tweet. So uh, last night I was just, I had my night wine a little bit early. Working on my night, night wine. wine. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I just, uh, I had my night wine and uh, I had too much night wine to continue contacting senators <laughs> uh, and I mean congressmen. So I instead just tweeted garbage at them for a little while. And let's see where I started. Uh, Speaker Ryan, this is verifiably untrue, you absolute walnut. <laughs> uh, Speaker Ryan. I think you call them a pancake. Uh, yes. Them, them G- a pancake give us health care, you spineless pancake. God, he is such a pancake. He's just, it's like, okay, now I got it. Show us the receipts, you money-grubbing sewer goblin. <laughs> That's a good one. If you're so jazzed about Trump care, then why won't you be using it? Eat my entire nuts, you worn out Chad. <laughs> anyway, I hate him. Me too. And I hate your headache, Jen. Yeah. Fuck you, Paul Ryan. Yeah. All of the Paul Ryan. You know what? There's probably somebody named Paul Ryan who's like super nice. 
and doesn't deserve this garbage. No, I, it is two common names. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude, that isn't the Paul Ryan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the good Paul Ryan, if you're listening right now, could you please send us an email at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to hear from you. We'll have you on the show. We'll have you on the show. All right. Do you want to go through these questions? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, why the fuck not? All right. Hi, Jen and Trin. Often my friends will say things like, you're the best, after I do something kind slash helpful. My default reaction has been to jokingly say lies, and it's become kind of a habit. I now worry that this is me invalidating their opinion and just being a general asshole. Am I? No. No, I think you're just being candid. I agree. And honestly, like, so should you say that anytime that somebody says a compliment to you, should you say lies? I mean, no. Accepting a compliment at all is... A skill and it's tricky. It's hard. It is hard. Yes. And like when Trin compliments me, which she does very often, I usually say thank you, and then I'll say stop, <laughs> Be- and I don't actually mean stop, you know, because uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I've made this clear, but uh, I love compliments. Don't hold back. But I try to first enthusiastically accept a compliment, and if a compliment moves you, you should say so. Yeah. If, if you're really touched by something your friends say, I think you should say so. If nothing else, reward the good behavior so they get in the habit of giving compliments. (laughs) To be honest, the fastest way to end an interaction with a compliment is to say thank you. Because if you say something like, oh, 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 that's so true. That's not true. Are are you sure? Just do this. What else do you like about me? (laughs) But like if you want the interaction, if you genuinely want the interaction to go as swiftly as possible, just say thank you. That is that is that is something everybody should learn. Yeah, I feel totally. And this just sounds like a habit you want to work on if you don't like what you say. Yeah, but it but at the core of it, the question: Am I an asshole for doing this? That is not true. Um, and you're like, oh, am, am I invalidating their opinion? So sometimes I feel like in in very close friendships or relationships, um, you might have a discussion over and over again about how like, oh, I feel too dumb to do this and blah, 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 or something like that. And your friend will constantly like validate you like, no, 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 you're smart and blah, blah, blah. That's different, I feel. Like if somebody is constantly being your source of um, challenging your worldview and your sense of self and in a really good way, like that can feel a little invalidating, I feel like. I completely agree. It's like, Sometimes, you know, imposter syndrome is a real thing, but sometimes I know myself well enough to know that I'm not good at something mm-hmm. like uh, like if like if a friend tried to build me up by telling me I'm, I was good at math, I would be like, no, I'm not, though. Like, you don't need to defend this. Like, right. you're actually invalidating something I know to be true about myself. Again, I don't think that's the case here. I don't think that's the case either. Yeah. Also, how cool is it that you do kind and helpful things so often that it's a habit and you've noticed that you have a like, that's cool. Like at the heart of this, you've known this happens so often Mm -hmm. because you're always being nice. And it also, when I first read this question, I kind of imagined the lies exclamation to be like overly dramatic in such a way that your friends understand that that's what you do. Like, oh, your hair looks great today. Lies. Exactly. Lies and slander. (laughs) You know, anyway. All right. Should we do another one? I guess. All right. Go for it. (laughs) I love this question. I'm so glad we get to answer it. Is there an effective way to tell your friends that they are chewing loudly in a gross way without them getting offended or chewing even louder to more grossly bug you? Okay. This is amazing that your friends, if you told your friends to stop 
to stop chewing loudly and they lean in and chew more loudly? What? That's like something a sibling would do. So that is something I have done. When I was a kid, I went to a birthday party. And I, I think I told this, maybe I told the story in this podcast because it's one of my favorite stories about my childhood self. And I'm sitting and I'm eating cake at this table. I'm like, seriously, maybe five years old. And this girl next to me was like, you don't, don't eat with your elbows on the table. That's rude. You can't do that. How old was she? She was five as well. Oh my God. And, and I just, I look her dead in the eye. Like I give her the real stink eye and I hold my cake in my hands and I just put both my <laughs> elbows as far on the table as I can. Yes. And I eat the cake just with my mouth and no fork in front of her. Trin, you little rebel. I love it. I was so mad that she that she dared to give me a grown up kind of like uh, like reprimand. Also, it's very outdated. Do you know why you're not supposed to eat with your elbows on the table? No. Because it implies boredom. Really? Yeah. Like the fact I mean, this is what I read. Last couple of years, I read this online that it implies boredom. That if you have your elbow resting on the table, you're probably leaning and leaning in such a way that implies you're not enjoying yourself, which is total bullshit. You know, it feels like leaning forward on your elbows implies a level of comfort. I agree, and I think it's like extremely old rule. Like yeah. we're talking like early 1900s manners. Fuck that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> And also, like, okay, so obviously chewing loudly and grossly and elbows on the table, those are two different things. But what I am trying to illustrate is that there is a certain level of personal, what's the word, preference here? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong to feel grossed out. Right. Chewing loudly is unpleasant. Right. But there are definitely people who can, like, deal with it and wouldn't notice and wouldn't care. Um, So saying that. You can ask your friends to not do that in front of you. But the reason why you will you probably correctly guessed that they will feel salty about it is because you're not their mama. Exactly. I mean, you are correcting a mannerism, a behavior. It's not really cool for friends to do that. Yeah. I mean, they would have to be chewing really fucking grossly. So, so here's the thing. Okay. If you are bringing your friends over to like, Man, I, I almost said that this is what I almost said. And then I stopped myself. I almost said if you invited your friends to like a fancy dinner or whatever, and you know that they have this habit, you can like say something to them. But you know what? You can't. No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can either. You can't. You can't babysit your friends in this way. Right. I think you might just have to let this one go, man. Honestly, can you just eat lunch alone? <laughs> I eat lunch. I don't have any gross eaters in my life, but I eat lunch with headphones on at my computer. Yeah. And the other thing is that, like, if they chew so loudly that you feel embarrassed bringing them, like, out to dinner or whatever, just bear in mind that they're embarrassing nobody but themselves. If that. Exactly. I mean, maybe has anyone else noticed? Can you see in anyone else's eyes that they're (laughs) staring down your friends? You know what? It doesn't matter, though. You got to decide what's more important, your ability to sit with your friends while they're eating or this potentially extremely uncomfortable exchange. Right. Um, I have another example. So I had a buddy who uh, just laughed way too loud, cackled way too loud, like crazy, crazy, crazy loud cackling Ooh, yeah. to the point where I would take her out and like people would would stare. And we've had people be like, she needs to be quiet. And, and every time I very much felt like she's just laughing, you asshole, like let right. her enjoy herself anyway. Uh, and the way that I kind of solved this is that I would take her to hilarious movies. So. <laughs> Uh, I took her to see Anchorman in the theaters, and we had a 
freaking blast. I gave her, I made sure that she was on an aisle seat because she had a tendency to like double over with laughter. And it was a packed theater and she was just having the time of her life because her laughter was finally drowned out. That's beautiful. And I'd love a good a good laugh, right. laugh for an audience. Like, it, the movie's appropriate, obviously. Right. I love hearing people enjoy funny movies. Like, I don't want you to be, like, laughing at... Min, at, uh, at 12 Years a Slave. But no. if you're seeing fucking Anchorman... Yes. For all... By all means, double over with laughter. Exactly. Enjoy your life for two hours. So, I guess, uh, in in the small in-conclusion for this question, um, we're not saying, like, it's your own fucking problem. Take your friends to a loud eater's club. <laughs> What we're saying is that everybody has different personal quirks, and this one is so minor and compared to the other awful things you're going to have to deal with in your life. Oh, man. I mean, are your friends racist? That's right? way worse. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a wonderful, beautiful human being, a delightful human whose flaw is that she chews too loud, I think you can make a small exception for this and just not give her any cupcakes. Yeah. I mean... I mean, yeah, true. Now that you said that, I feel really defensive of the of the friends. I do too, because like it's a sad world out there, right? And what is more important, you feel uncomfortable for this twenty minute meal, or the fact that your friends can continue to be ignorant and blissful and ha- like not hate one more thing about themselves? Oh my god, Jenna, I love the way you put that because it's so accurate. Like they're not actually harming anything; they're just being a little bit unpleasantly gross, right? Just a little. And and eating is such a basic function to feel self-conscious about that is very difficult. And the way that they eat, they've probably done it their whole lives. Yeah. OK. I don't often recommend people go on this anxiety spiral. But in this case, think of the worst case scenario. What if your friend is so embarrassed that they never want to eat in a restaurant again? Yeah. What if they never want to go out to eat with you again because they they feel so, so ashamed? Mm-hmm. And I don't and I also want to reiterate um and I said reiterate, but it might be iterating for the first time that we don't think that this asker is like a bad person or something like that. No, I mean, I'm with you. This sounds disgusting. Like it sounds super, super gross. You're totally right. But like, I mean, your friends are going to do gross shit. And this is I, we think that this is something that you could probably work out on your own. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> Next question. Next question. This is a one about us. <laughs> Why do you always talk about Parks and Rec and never about Steven Universe? Well, Jen and I, like most people, are human beings with a finite mortality, and we have not watched every television show. Mm-mm, not yet. I'm working on it, though. <laughs> Steven Universe sounds amazing, and actually the reason why I haven't watched it yet is because I had a for-free Hulu subscription. Hulu is very confusing for me, and I opened it up wanted to watch the first episode of Steven Universe, and for whatever reason, the most recent episode played... And it was the Stevani episode. So for watchers of the show, you will understand how completely confused I am. For people who don't know anything about Steven Universe, I opened up a cartoon about two small children who dance and then become one gigantic agender human being. Whoa. Which was incredible. It was very cool, but I had no idea what was fucking happening. Yeah, that sounds amazing and confusing. Yes. And I watched the entire episode. And it was very good. And I, I want to watch the whole show. But, like, I had a really strange first time with it because I was like, I don't know who these children are. Like, yeah. am I, I was like, am I supposed to understand this? <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand this. I accept this. Yeah. But I do not get it. Jen, the next question is, do we deserve dogs? In short, no. In long, super no. No. We don't deserve dogs. They're beautiful, amazing, innocent, sweet human 
I almost said human beings. They're not human beings. That's why they're amazing. They're people, but they're people in their own way. If you think about it, I love dogs. We must dedicate our entire lives to being worthy of something so good and so pure. Man, sometimes I get emotional thinking about how much my dog loves me. Oh, Jen. Last night she fell asleep. I was laying on my stomach listening to my uh, listening music, and she fell asleep with her chin on my back. And just snuggled me and snored in my ear. And I was like, I, this is not how I normally fall asleep, but I'm not moving. Oh, never. No, it was beautiful. I feel that way about my kitties. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have my orange disaster that I snuggle like a teddy bear when I go to sleep every night. And I'll have him in my arms and then my three-legged stump beast sleeping Stumpy. on my legs. I think she sleeps on my legs because she's, she's guarding them in case somebody will take one. Oh. <laughs> she only has Let three. Let this not happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> how do i help a friend who is pretending to have ptsd how in the hell would you know that they're pretending what about this that leans you to think they are pretending yeah we got this question a really long time ago and we weren't certain how to answer it because we felt our answer was too short um but in short uh, how do you, you know that they're pretending? I'm sure you don't know their entire lives. Perhaps they told you that their PTSD came from something that verifiably didn't happen, but it could be that the true story is something that's too hard for them to talk about. Yep. And regardless of whether or not they're in your eyes pretending, because right. that actually doesn't matter. Right. Uh, it sounds like your friend is suffering. Yeah. And it's not your job to uh, diagnose, mm-hmm. help, offer a prescription. Uh, you could be supportive, and I think this is up to a professional. Absolutely. If your friend has not seen a professional yet, I would encourage them to do so. And I think that it would not be out of line to say when they talk about their PTSD, you can say, I am not at all equipped to handle this. I really want the best for you, and I want you to be happy. Uh, but uh, I want, And I want to be there for you in terms of being a friend. I can't solve this for you. Absolutely. Uh, I love you. I I think you're in pain. You're telling me you're in pain. I will drive you to a therapist. That's yeah. about all I can offer here. Right. Something as large as that. And, and I mean, there's there's certainly a, a tone you can take, like a non-judgmental tone. And here's the thing, though. It sounds like you already have judgmental feelings, which I'm not trying to make a judgment call about you. I mean, I don't know what the situation is, like blah, 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 blah. But... I wouldn't have the conversation until you feel at peace with the fact that you do not know their entire life. Please, please remind yourself that you don't know the whole situation. And you it sounds like you have this instinct that something about them isn't completely truthful to you. Mm-hmm. And instead of bringing that up at all, just remind yourself that you don't have enough information and that you're not the person that needs to solve this. And keeping that in mind, tell them you love them and that what you can do to help is point them toward a therapist or something. Right. All right. Next question. So this is a question that is an amalgam of several questions that we get. We meshed it together. We meshed it together. And it says, all my friend does is talk about thing I don't care about. This reminds me of our last uh, episode we did, Trent, about uh, being vegan. Yes. Or being a marathon runner. Yeah. All my friend talks about is something I don't care about. Okay. Well, you could ask them not to. Yeah, um, there is no shame in changing the subject or even saying simply out loud, 
hey, I know you really love vegetables, my new vegan friend. (laughs) However, I don't have like the context for this. Like I don't really have anything to say. I would love to talk about something that we both care about. Um, I've actually had that said to me before and I was just like, oh, fuck. All right. And then change the subject. Like it's not a, a shitty thing to say. It's yes, it'll feel uncomfortable. But the fact that that's uncomfortable is still survivable. Yes, absolutely. That is so good. Jen, you're just like laying down fire today because it's like the beer, uh, that's the pibber is helping <laughs> you out. So the, the thing about things that are uncomfortable, man, it's like when you pull off the Band-Aid, it hurts. Yeah. But man, thank God you got that Band-Aid off or else it would have rotted on your skin. Yeah, it would come off. It would you would show up in your laundry or something. Yeah, like if you have a sliver, you'd yank that thing out with a tweezer. You know, you might hem and haw about it because you know that that's not going to be good. It's but not going to be feel good. It's not going to be pleasant. But the tweez, but the 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 tweez will twas, and the <laughs> the the little splinter will be the, gone. The tweez will have twas. Yes. And the problem will probably be solved. Twiz yourself. <laughs> Captain Awkward, uh, the website and the woman, she has amazing advice about scripts for this kind of thing. And one thing she says is like, change the subject in a way that's like kind of points out this person talks about it a lot. Like, hey, yeah, you told me that already. So should we go to a movie tonight? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not easy, nope. but it is doable. I, uh, my very best friend in the world, he is so tired of me talking about my cat and how small she is. Because, like, literally be like, look at her. Look how small. Look how small. Look how small. She's so small. Small kitty. Small little. Aww. And he's just like, I know. You've told me that a million times. Blah, blah, blah. And that is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like a personality thing. And it's like, okay, I know you love your pet. But if she's like, let me tell you about this deep Dragon Age lore. I'm going to tell you <laughs> about, like, the Tevinter gods and how they messed with the old elven gods and blah, blah, blah. You can very much say just flat out. You're being a nerd. Listen, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) All right, nerd, take it down a notch. (laughs) Honestly, if somebody said that to me, I would feel um, I would feel complimented by them being like, you're a huge nerd about Dragon Age. And then also I would feel like, okay, I'll change the subject. I would feel loved like this person loves me enough to tell me when I'm being a huge nerd at them. And they're recognizing that I know a ton about the subject. I get, Trin, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I love that. Like, dude, I know that you're uh, a a captain vegetable, (laughs) but like nobody cares about what, whether you like canola or avocado oil for your stir fry. Read the room, nerd. (laughs) Read the room, nerd. Oh, I love it. Okay. So Jen, in the meantime, we actually got a few more questions from Twitter. From Twitter. Would you like me to read them? Please do. All right. So the first one from Twitter is... How can I convince more friends to play RPGs with me? You can't. You can't. can't. No. That's so... Okay, this is the problem with everyone. Everyone that likes RPGs has this problem. Everybody who likes things has this problem. But especially RPGs, like Dungeons & Dragons, like no one can get the correct people together. Yeah. So I think about... So the reason why I'm like, "Mm," about that is because I'm likening this to um, our uh, office softball team. It's like... It would be great if everybody did the softball team. And I think that if we got our asses out there, we'd have a ton of fun. And it's the same thing with like an office D&D thing. But the truth is, is that something like that, that requires time like once a week and uh, the and and requires you to all be together in a room. It's just hard. Although I will say our softball team is awesome and we are roster is full right now. Oh, but it took like three years to like get to get the ball moving. 
I will. So I would say similar um, question. How do you get more people to listen to a podcast? <laughs> Uh, it is almost impossible to make a human being do a thing. However, you can appeal to certain parts of them. For example, you are such a good actor and improviser and storyteller. I think that you would do so well in a D and D campaign, and I would absolutely love to have you. Cool, flatter the hell out of them. Flatter the hell out of them. So, like softball, I'd be like Jen. I've seen your muscles. Okay, like, and you've I've seen you run. You go very fast. I'm pretty fast. You know how to run. Throw and catch softball sounds right for you. I'm only a little bit scared of the ball, and that is that's how you do it. I would say, uh, like appeal to appeal to different qualities that they have. So, do you have friends who do who do fantasy football? Then they might want to do D and D. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like explain it as fantasy football for nerds. You could also be like, please, friends, give it one try, and if you don't like it, I won't make you come again. But like, what if Sunday afternoon? We eat tacos. We have beer. We try this out for a couple hours. It's our thing we do this weekend. Yes? Yeah. Please do this for me. Say, play, I mean, do this around your birthday. You have to do what you want on your birthday. I love it. There's also, like, there's ways. I mean, I couldn't tell you exactly how one does such a thing, but there are plenty of, like, one dungeon campaigns that you can just do once. Oh, yeah. You know? And, like, and go whole hog for the first. Like, okay, when I got into Doctor Who, it's because my brother showed me an episode from like right smack dab in the middle of the 11th Doctor's run. And I was like, who are these people? I want to know everything. That is the approach that I want you to take to D&D. Nice. So p- tell everybody, bring a fucking cloak. We're going to have mead. There's going to be pipes with, I don't know, you know, gillyweed. What do they smoke? Gillyweed. Yeah. Right, that's a, no, that's Harry Potter. It uh, doesn't they matter. Smoke, uh, what did they smoke in Lord of the Rings? H- Hobbit hair i don't know grass hobbit grass they smoke the hobbit grass bring some hobbit grass so just go whole hog and be like this is the one i want you to go to put the lord of the rings soundtrack on in the background holy shit jen drink from goblets exactly just go whole hog and if that doesn't hook them then nothing will yeah and then you do indeed need to give up and then you know find a find a gaming group or something and then inevitably leave it because everyone there is so awful and then try again Next question from the internet. What's your favorite game to play with friends? Ooh, um, hmm. I'm super into Jackbox games. I was, this was going to be my yeah, answer. They're really great. The yeah. t-shirt one, TK really Knockout, I forget the name. If you go to, it's the, there's a bunch of, so Jackbox Games is a game studio out of Chicago that makes really awesome party games. And you interact with them with your smartphone. Um, and it's, it's super, super neat. Just go to Jackbox Games. Their party packs are all pretty good. Yeah, they're they're really, really, really funny and good. Killer Queen is also Also Killer mine. Queen. Yeah. It's a video game. It's an arcade game that's like five on a side, right? Five versus five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our last question for the internet before we end with our very last question from our life is, <laughs> what percentage of friendships have ended due to a blue shell in Mario Kart? Oh, my God. God, a lot. That is that is rough. Yeah. I mean, overcoming the blue shell, that's a milestone in any friendship that tells you that you can overcome just about anything. That's advanced friendship. That's friendshiping 400. I agree. I mean, that game and Mario Party, if your friendship can survive some backstabbing in Mario Party, I, you've, got a, you've got a strong future ahead of you. But can you survive it? I mean, probably not. Probably not. We actually, it turns out we have one more question. Oh, the, internet. the internet's... The internet's Wanting our answers. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Definitely thought you were going to... Anyway. I know. 
Well, in my head. Uh, who are you shipping, Jen? Who am I shipping? Yeah, who are you shipping these who days? Shipping? Who are you shipping? Uh, me and Chris Evans. Well, I mean, besides you and your own husband. Okay. Um, super. Uh, it's time I rewatch uh, The Friendship Awakens. Force Awakens, shipping all three of them. Holy, oh my God, Jen, it's like you live inside my head. Because like you you answered, what was the other one that you just answered exactly the way I was going to answer? Jackbox Games? I was going to answer with Finn, Poe, and Ray all together. Oh my God, love all three of them. Right. Like, so in my mind, Ray is ace. Nice. And, and she's Arrow, but she like loves them on her own like level, yes. you know? And then obviously like Poe is pansexual and like, you know, into that shit. And then I think that Finn might be ace, but Arrow and bisexual. Oh, I love it. I'm all so into it. this. I'm so into all of it. All I want to see is Ray doing like, uh, what's this thing? Push-ups? No. Bench presses. Bench presses. I want her to oh, bench both yeah. of them, one in either hand. So right now I'm super feeling Poe and Ray. And I know it's because they haven't actually met yet. Oh, interesting. So I have some headcanon because at the end of The Force Awakens... Um, if you look right before like Ray leaves and Leia is there in like, you know, a gown yeah, and, uh, Ray's a little bit more formally dressed too. And then if you look in the background, like they're all wearing like their military greens or whatever. So it's clear they had some kind of send off for Han Solo, Mm -hmm. some kind of funeral or something. And you can see Poe there yeah, and Ray was there too. So did they meet? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know if they know each other yet. They have to know of each other. Yes. Poe Dameron obviously knows about who, like, the chosen one is. And, like, everybody knows uh, hotshot Poe Dameron. <sighs> yeah. By the way, the comics are very good, too. Uh, anyway, so I want them to kiss. Yes. And I want all of them to kiss, too. So here's, here's the, the best thing about Star Wars right now. No matter who kisses, it's going to be great. I agree. I totally agree. You know, like, I mean, so some people ship like Kylo Ren and Ray, which not is gross that. and stupid. Not into that. that won't that won't happen. Yeah. But if oh, Ray, God, it better not. It will never. It will never. Oh, God. No, please don't let this one awful thing happen. Anyway, yeah. so if Ray kisses Finn, I'm happy. If Ray kisses Poe, also good. If Poe kisses Finn, I'm perfect. over the moon. Yes. Oh, and then there's a new the new lady. Did you see the new lady? Who's the new lady? Oh, man. I can't keep up with Star Wars news. There's a new lovely lady who's a shooty. Oh, yes. She's a I shooty love shooty lady. ladies in Star Wars. Um, and she could kiss Rey. She could kiss any of those boys. Maybe there's a new boy to kiss. Who knows what boys to kiss there will be in the new movie. Oh, my God. Girls. Oh. Girls to kiss. Please. Kiss, everyone. Everyone kiss. I love Star Wars. I love kissing in Star Wars. I love kissing in Star Wars, too, Jen. Now that we are agreed, yes, let's do the final question. Let's do it up. All right, Jen. Jen, is everything going to be okay? Okay, so we have no idea. But my inclination is probably. And either way, we can promise you that we're going to try every day to make it okay. And we know a lot of people who want to do the same. And we hope that you will, too. Yeah. I would like to read some tweets from this woman I admire. She is Muslim and she's a writer. She founded something called the New Inquiry. Uh, I'm going to bring up these tweets. All I want in my life is for Jen to read tweets by strong women on the Internet to me. So this sounds perfect. Yeah, You know, one small thing you can do right now is check out who you follow on Twitter. And if it's. You know, if it's not diverse, you got fix that right now. Right. Um, we often actually, this is not a question on our list, but we've gotten questions about how people can diversify their friend group, that sort of thing. That 
starts with who you listen to in the media and in general. Uh, get some perspectives up in your brain. All right. Go follow some people. So her name is Aisha Sidiqui, and I apologize. My pronunciation is not great, but here we go. How you treat people is a politics, too. What effect do you have in the spaces you're in, on timelines, in homes, in the street? Who feels safer as a result of you? Who is comfortable? Who is emboldened? So here's the last one. Affection is at a premium during fascism and even other times. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I hate it. I hate that that has to be twatted. Yeah. But I love the sentiment. And this woman gives me hope. So when you say affection is at a premium, so we should be affectionate. Hell yeah. Yeah. I've been carrying around this tiny stuffed unicorn with me to hug, and it's been helping me a lot. She's hugging it right now. And that's what's been giving me my affection lately. <laughs> His name is Little Mush. My name's Little Mush. Little Mush? My name's Little Mush the Unicorn. Anyway, I'm never going to do that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to ask us a question, you could slam it in our asshole or... Or... Even better... You could email us because we've decided that AskFM is really not the service for us. Yeah. So please email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's friendshipping with two Ps, podcast, so friendshipping podcast, all one word, mm -hmm. at gmail.com. What else do I say? Oh, and also, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can. <laughs> At Do Friendship, um, please like and subscribe and all that stuff. And you know what? You can email us even if you don't have a question. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we would. I'm behind on our emails right now, but I'm going to catch up and I'm going to catch up on postcards too. So like, pow, pow, just get ready. I have done none of that. Jen is, is amazing and I'm going to help also. We'll see what happens. It's okay. We have a lot of email right now. Oh, we have too much email. I'm sorry. I love you. Please keep emailing. Just be patient. But thank you for listening. And you're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem.